Holy Spirit, we thank you for 2024. You know this year you are outside of time and we just thank you for this year, God. May this be a year of heaven on earth. Amen. Amen. Um, I want to provoke us this morning and I want to, I want to draw us higher. A friend of mine told me this phrase, or used this phrase, and it's been, it's been going over in my mind for a while, for the last few weeks, and 80% free is not fully free. And he, he, we were talking about, we were actually talking about sex, and he was saying 80% freedom in that area isn't fully freedom. And Shen and I have been discussing just what does it actually look like to live in fullness of every area of our life because Jesus came to set us free fully. And that in all the areas of our life, whether it's friendships, whether it's brave communication, whether it's intimacy with our spouse, whether it's freedom, because how many know Christianity is not just not sinning? That's like the, that's the bare basis, right? That's like, the, that's the starting point. And Christianity, thank the Lord, is not behavior modification. Christianity is not, you need to behave correctly so I'll love you and then you'll be free. Christianity is, I will make you free and then you will respond accordingly. And, and so this phrase of 80% free is not fully free. And, and I, I just want to unpack that a little bit and go after a couple of things this morning and we're going we're gonna to read a few portions of scripture but uh, Galatians 5.1 let's go there to begin with because I, I, I just believe this God takes an unholy person makes them holy and then puts them back into the unholy world to transform that world. So many Christians are holy, but we let the world determine how we live our life because we don't fully know what we have in our possession. Go on. Okay. Cool. All right. Here's five dollars. If I give this to Elizabeth, there you go, Elizabeth. You, Dean, if you if you want it back, you Dean will Dean will have to get it back off you, right? And you put that in your pocket. Just put it in your pocket. All right. Just remember. <laughs> and and she walks out of here, and a trial comes where she needs to. I'm using money as an analogy, right? A trial comes, something, because Christianity doesn't take you away from trials, right? It doesn't take you away from circumstances and situations. A trial comes where she needs to pay, say, $5 for something. Lord, I need $5. I need more faith, Lord. I need more hope, Lord. I need, I just, if only I had one more encounter with you, Lord. And the Lord goes, I've given you everything you need for life and godliness, 
All you need to do is withdraw from that and hand it over. All right, I'll have the $5 back. (laughs) Right? Does that make sense? Christianity is not... We believe in the more of God. We believe in the... There's always greater levels and measures and things. If if you've figured God out, come and talk to me and we'll chat. Right? (laughs) Because because that's always... We're we're not God and we're always going to be relying on him to, to... guide us and lead us. I'm a follower, right? But so often, I believe as Christians, we've created ministries and we've created prayer languages that actually null and void the gospel because God's already given you everything you need for life and godliness. Uh, there's four ministries dedicated to stuff and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit one of them real hard because I'm tired. I'm actually tired of seeing people not live fully free. All right, Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. This is just a tame, nice 2024 start to the year message, right? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. That was a joke. You guys are allowed to laugh. All right, stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. What is, we prayed it this morning, I think, in prayer meeting or, this, or here at, the, at some point this morning. We, we prayed the Ephesians 1 prayer of, I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened, that you would know the hope of which you've been called to, that God would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. In what? In the knowledge of who? Of Jesus. Right? Go with me to Romans 1. We're going to read a bit of passage and we'll come back to it. So it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Okay. Let's look at, we'll do a bit of teaching this morning. Let's, Romans 1.22. Paul, this is one of the most brilliantly crafted letters that Paul writes to the Roman church. And he's setting up for what his uh, picture of how God deals with people with sin. This is post the cross. Okay? Well, I want you to see this. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonouring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Keep going. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonourable passions for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. 
Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them but give approval to those who practice them. All right, nice bit of tame passage of scripture, (laughs) right? There's a lot in there. But I hope you caught Here we have men with men, women with women. We have all this evil going on in the world. Paul's writing about it and he's saying, if they want to keep doing that, God gives them over to that. That's his, that's his that's talking about his wrath. He says, okay, you, you want to keep doing that? That's your decision. I don't want that, God. But that's the way... I'm going to deal with people. That's his word, right? Two, in chapter 2 of Romans, verse 4, he then starts to begin to build the case of redemption. And he starts it off with, but God's kindness leads people to repentance. Okay, what does that word repentance mean? It means to change your, your mind. So here he says he gives their people their minds over to, to their crazy way of living. But God's kindness, when we see God's kindness, we repent, which means we change completely 180 and live his way, righteousness and the repentant mind is your way is better. The way I have been living is not the way that you designed me to live. I now repent of the way that I was living, but change from that nature to live free. That's right? right? Yeah. So Christianity is then not just, all right, I've got to not live that way anymore. Christianity is, no, I am so possessed by Jesus. I am so free. I have my mind so renewed, Romans 12, uh, 1, 2, and 3, that we, I do not give myself to the patterns of the world any longer. So I can go back into the world and see the world actually transformed so people can see my life and they can go, oh, I need to repent and because of God's kindness, I need to repent and give my life to Jesus. That's a really good word, Liam. Okay. <laughs> it goes on, it says that, you know, people are without excuse because of creation. I, I, I look at Zoe, I don't know how anyone can think there's not a creator. I mean, it's just phenomenal. <laughs> You know that if you hold a baby in, from, from the nook of your arm to the, your eyes is as far as they can see when they're born. That's brilliant. I love in women, it, they, the, the receptor for pain, the remembrance of pain gets cut off at birth when they're giving birth. That's why we're, we'll go back again. <laughs> Four times. <laughs> right? Brilliant. Creator. Trees drop seeds that produce more plants, that produce more life, 
that reproduce, animals reproduce. Everything in society is designed and created to reproduce after its kind. We're not supposed to reproduce after the world system. We're supposed to reproduce after the created one. And we don't... You and I, unfortunately, and fortunately, don't get the privilege of deciding what is good based on our feelings and our emotions and because of what's popular in politics. He does. He designs. He's the creator. He's the one that we have to say, oh, I need to adjust to him. But here's the good news. Let's go to 1 John 4.17. I want you all to see this in your, in your Bible for yourself. What does Jesus say? Who the sun sets free is? Free indeed. Jesus died spirit, soul, body to redeem spirit, soul, body. Like, let's just be really real. Romans 6, it says that consider yourself in the likeness of his death and consider yourself in the likeness of his resurrection. All right. It, the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way yet did not sin. Okay. Put a temptation in there in the life of Jesus. Just put, put something crazy. That means Jesus was tempted with that sin. But he didn't give in to it. Every temptation. There wasn't one he missed. He did, it's not like he was on the cross, resurrected, the, the glorious king, the conquering king who conquered sin, death and the grave, up on the cross, right? Take, not just takes on sin, but becomes sin so that you and I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He's on the cross. The Father's there with him, right? They have destroyed sin in the grave. Three days later, he rises, gets to heaven, seats at the right hand of the Father and goes, holy smokes, God, I forgot one. I missed, I missed worry. Or I missed sexual sin. Or I'm uh, like, oh, bummer. I'm going to have to. No, he didn't miss one. He got them all. He did a good job of conquering sin. He did a good job of providing freedom for humanity. He did a really good job of it. So much so that the Bible says he's not coming back a second time to deal with sin. Okay, so that's just good news. All right, 1 John 4, 17. Are you there? By this we know... Oh, actually, I'll go... Let me get it in my actual Bible. 1 John 4. Let's go... Uh, let's start at verse 13. By this we know that we abide in him. And he in us. All right, that's just good. Pause. Who is in us? As a new creation. So if you're a believer in this room, you're not the Romans one person anymore. Okay? No one, uh, sorry. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit 
And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God. And God abides in him. All right. There's a lot of abiding. It's really good. Verse 17. By this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. How do you have confidence for the day of judgment? Because as he is, so you are also in this world. Not when you get to heaven. You are exactly like Jesus. I know this is controversial. This is what Paul got Paul stoned, right? In this world. Am I saying you're Jesus? No. Okay, just to clear everyone, any emails <laughs> will get filtered out. You are not Jesus. However, we have been taught for a long time, if I get Maddie Dean to stand up, come here, and then, and then Johnny Trump, you be God, all right? I'll be Liam. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny will be God. Matt is Jesus. It's not a good day, all right? You stay there, stay there, stay there. All right, we've been taught that God looks through the lens of Jesus, which is true. This is true, but this is how people have been taught. That God looks through the lens of Jesus, but inside of me is still filth. I'm still the Romans 1 person or the Romans 7 man, and I still, I still have all this evil. But thank God that Jesus is standing in the way, and I'm still... This, in this perpetual cycle of trying to live free, and so many Christians, I've got to not sin, or I've got to not do that, or I've got to not, I, I'm just, or this is the way that I've got to live my life because I'm just a mere mortal. I'm just a mere human, right? However, the reality is that Jesus, we just read it, is on the inside of me, and I abide in him, and he in me. So when God sees me, he doesn't see sinful Liam anymore, he sees his son. Holy Spirit that's taken up residency in me and he sees me the way I was designed to live because I've repented and been set free. All right, give these guys a hand. Does that make sense? Okay, that's, that's the consider yourself in the likeness of his death and consider yourself in the likeness of his resurrection. As he is, so you are in this world. Oh, but Liam, I sinned yesterday. I don't feel like I'm floating on cloud nine and I don't feel like that. Okay, that's okay. That's the journey of relational freedom with Jesus, right? None of us have arrived in that sense, right? And so that's the $5. You have everything you need for life and godliness in your pocket. Faith and hope and intimacy with God and the transformed mind is you learning how to withdraw from the bank account of heaven. Because my Bible says who the sun sets free is free. My Bible says that it's, it's for freedom's sake that he came. Okay, that's good news. That means it is possible... When Paul, when uh, Jesus, you know, says, "Do not worry about tomorrow," 
that in that phrase, do not worry about tomorrow, there is the power for you not to worry about tomorrow. Condemnation is, I'm still this. Conviction is, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've shown me how what is possible for me to live in and to run to that. Conviction, uh, condemnation sends you far. I, I've had people, who knows who Todd White is? Who knows Todd White? Okay, half the room. Cool. I've had people tell me, they're like, I don't like listening to Todd White because I feel condemned that I'm not living as free or as full on for Jesus as he is. Right? Okay, that's... Has anyone ever felt that before? About? Be honest, I have. I have right? Okay. If Jesus is in the room and he walks in, and he, you know, he's healing blind people and you know, he's walking on water, he's doing all this crazy stuff. You have a choice in that moment. You can say, all right, I'm not there, but man, I need to hang around this guy so that I become who he is. Or you go, oh, well, I can't measure up to that. And then you've leveled off of what is possible in your life. Because God, God doesn't, he won't, he, he'll let you have the free choice. Or you can see someone that's living in radical freedom and go, I'm not as free as they am, but man, I want that. Man, I need that. I need a greater level of freedom in my life. And I'm going to go after it until I see the breakthrough. And that's the pursuit. That's the pursuit of God. That's the pursuit of the more of, hey, God, Show me clearly who I am. Show me clearly who you've made me to be so I can walk in the freedom that is available through your son. Because either he said who the son sets free is free indeed. And if there's areas of my life that I'm not walking in freedom in, that's not a a condemnation. As a father, there are things in my children that I know they're not walking in freedom in. And I'm not like, hey, you need to do better and you need to da-da-da. I'm like, hey, this is who you are. I see this on your life. I see you as this. And I'm going to pull you into your created value. That's the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit when you abide in Him. They're like, that's my boy Lee. Man, he's walking in freedom. And then he has a, maybe he has a day where he's like, I don't know, whatever. But God's like, hey, Lee, let me remind you, that's not who you are. This is who you are. You're going to change the, 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 the Lilydale region because of who you are. This is who you are. So God pulls you higher, right? One of the... One of the um, one of the big ones that I hear in Christianity, and I'm going to hit it because I just need to hit it, is generational curses. Do you know in, in Numbers, or in Exodus, I think it's 34, it talks about, you know, your, your, uh, if you're under a generational curse, you're cursed to the third and fourth generation. But then the Bible says that you're blessed to a thousand, right? And in Numbers... I think it's in Numbers, he he talks about, God says, Never again will I judge a a father 
for the sins of the son and the, and the son for the sins of the father. That's in the old covenant, by the way. Okay, so that's really good. All right. But we're in the new. We're in the new covenant. What generational curse did Jesus miss on the cross when you got born again? You can have a generational disadvantage, but you have a generational genius living on the inside of you. You can have a generational disadvantage. There are people in this room, I am sure, grew up without a father, maybe you grew up without a mother, maybe you had an alcoholic dad, maybe you had an alcoholic mum, maybe you got beaten as a kid. I don't know, right? There can be generational disadvantages, right, that you have, but as a new creation in Christ, your lineage goes back one. You're born again. Your lineage goes back to Jesus. He's your great-grandfather. He's your brother. He's your papa. He's everything. Right? That's your line. And I'm not saying that things are easy, and I'm not discrediting things in people's lives. But I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to pull us higher for 2024, that, that, that people would come here broken, hurting, wounded, but they would encounter Jesus and become free. Right? Jesus never, ever said to someone, you cannot get healed, you cannot get free because you have a generational curse. And you need to somehow find your great-great-great-great-grandmother was doing Freemasonry. Who cares? you got the son of the king of glory living on the inside of you. Come on. Who the son sets free is free. He killed any generational thing in your line and buried it. He buried the sucker. Stop resurrecting a dead man. Come on. Yes, come on. Right? Now, are there things in our generational thinking that we need to change and repent of? Yeah, I, I bet you there are. But you're not under a stronghold because of something that your great-grandmother or your dad or your mum has done. The devil would love you to think that. He would love you to think that. He would love you to think that you will never live free the, old, the older people in this room, he would love you to think that, oh, well, you'll never change. You're whatever age you are, right? He'd be like, hey, you will never get free. You will never get victory. Well, Abraham got a lot of freedom at, a long, at an old age, right? You are not disqualified. But it takes a repentance to say, hey, God, change my mind to think the thoughts that you think. Change my mind not to think like my pass but change my mind to think how you see me all right let's go to 2 peter 1 and then we're in galatians 5 and then we're done i love you <laughs> i really do i really do thank you you didn't have to say it back but thank you 
Go to 2 Peter 1, 3. I'm going to read Galatians 5, 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit. You will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. By the way, this is not talking about just your normal flesh. This is not just talking about you need sleep, you need food, you need all those things. It's not what it's talking about. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. That's good. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. I didn't grow up in kids' church, but I've received it all from my kids. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have... have are you catching it? Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. That is just fantastic news. That means that the, not just the passion, but the desire is no long, can be no longer there to live. That is, hey, I'm fully addicted. I know there's kids in the room. I'm fully addicted to something, which I was for 12 years. God sets me free and for four years I renew my mind to think the thoughts of him, right? Not so I can just not do that thing, but so I can actually go and now snatch people out of that lifestyle and live in freedom and say, hey, you can live free, child of God. That thing's plaguing you. Hey, I've got good news for you. The passions and desires have been crucified with Christ and you can now live. They're not being crucified over a period of time. That's called torture. They have been crucified and you can now live free. Yeah. Oh, but you don't understand, Liam, what I went through. No, I don't understand. But guess what? You don't understand fully then what he went through. Right? And there's no, it's like that's the journey. I understand that. That's the process. That's the journey. That's the, that's the, you know, for some it is instantaneously. For others it does take time. That's okay. But it's a constant, it's a constant coming back to, okay, Jesus, who am I and who are you? Show me. I'm not living in freedom here. And I want to live in freedom here. Could be money's got a grip on you. Could be worry. It could be something simple that isn't even sin. But you're like, hey, I know I'm not free in that area. Shen and I, we really want to go after marriages. I want marriages free. I really do. I believe that, you, you know, the, your intimacy, your connection, your communication with your spouse, you're designed to live in freedom in a good marriage. Marriage isn't glory to bummer. It's glory to glory. All right, 2 Peter 1, 3, last one. Two Peter one, verse three. This is okay. So you're free. You've got the five dollars in your back pocket. You've got everything you need for life and godliness. Liam, what is my responsibility? Because surely we have a responsibility, right? Grace. Grace is unconditional in its approach to you, but it's conditioned in how you respond to it. 
It's unconditional in that it, it, God gives it freely, but it does have a condition attached to it in that if you don't take it and use it, it won't benefit you anything. I hope that makes sense. Okay, 2 Peter 1.3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. There it is. Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, all right, here's your responsibility. Are you, are you ready? For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue. Virtue with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from bearing influence or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind because he doesn't have them? No. Having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Okay. You're free. If you're a new creation, you're free. Uh, someone asked me once, they said, Liam, um, I'm just aware there's kids in the room. Liam, does this, as, a, as a person who is maybe a Romans 1 person, <laughs> if you can read, if you can catch with me, are they born that way? And I said, it's irrelevant. They need to be born again. It's irrelevant. It's the wrong question. The question is, you need to be born again. Everyone needs to be born again. And at some point, you go, all right, I'm free. I'm born again. I have the nature of Jesus living on the inside of me. As he is, so am I in this world. Okay, this thing is plaguing my life. How do I get free when I'm already free? Okay? I have to make every effort to supplement my faith with virtue. Okay, that means if every effort... You know, I can't just sit in front of a mirror and go, All right, Liam, time to get a six-pack. Shaboom. No. I need to make every effort. But I have everything I need for a six-pack within me. Come on. It's, it's, it's currently a keg, but it's not. No. That wasn't an alcohol thing. That's just, yeah, anyway. But I have everything I need within me. He's done everything for me. But in order to access the grace that I have been given, I need to, I need to actually go, all right, I'm going to supplement my faith with, hey, maybe instead of reading 
in watching Netflix, and I'm not against watching Netflix, but maybe instead of that, I, I need to actually renew my mind. Maybe, maybe instead of this, I can actually replace it with virtue or I can replace it with self-control because I have the spirit of self-control within me. I'm not trying to... Uh, we pray with our kids all the time. I, I pray, don't, don't pray that you'll get more peace. Pray that you'll access the peace that God has already given you. Don't pray that you'll become more joyful. Access the joy that you already have within you because the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace and joy. Where? In the Holy Spirit. So I make every effort, we make every effort to say, all right, I'm not trying to become more like you, Jesus, but I need to make every effort to realize who I have become. And I'm going to discipline my life. We don't like that word anymore in our world. But I'm going to discipline my life until the thing that I'm struggling with bends and breaks. And the way we do that is not by focusing on the thing. Because if you focus on trying not to sin, you will sin by faith. Trust me. If you focus on it, well, I've got to find the lineage of my generation so I can get free of whatever it is. I know. Why don't you fix your eyes on Jesus? The author and the perfecter of your faith. All right, why don't you stand? Kids, you kids have done very well. I'm very proud of you all. Could I have some medicine to help it go down a little bit? Oh, bronze on it already. You guys all right? If I can get the prayer team out, that would be fantastic. If we have, do we have a prayer team? Yeah. We're on? Yep, cool. Uh, what's her name? Carolyn Leaf. Who knows Dr. Carolyn Leaf? Yeah. Christian neuropsychologist, scientist. She says that in your brain, there's a pathway that is neutral but you can choose to believe what you believe determines your behavior I think we all know that what we believe determines our behavior so what we believe about ourselves and about God actually determines the way that we respond and the way that we outwork our faith she says you can if you've had say an alcoholic father that will be there and you can choose to have that predisposition or generational obstacle and you can operate in that way. But she said you can equally choose to not operate in that way. That is how powerful you are. Right? All I wanted to do today is hopefully provoke you to go, okay, I'm not living in freedom in this. There's no guilt or shame or condemnation. But I want to become more free. Don't, don't determine truth by your circumstance or by why you're not seen. Determine truth by this. 
and by Jesus. Don't, don't say, well, I've lived this way for 30 years, Liam, and you don't understand. Okay, that's okay. Let this sharpen you. Let this be the sword that you go, just cut me again, God. Just cut me again. Oh, that's not, I'm not free in that. Just cut me again. Because you said who the sun sets free is free indeed. And I want to live free in that thing. And that's what I'm going, I'm going for this in 2024 as a church. I really believe that this, this house is positioned to see lots of prodigals and lots of people come in and that this house would be, would be broken, but they, we wouldn't leave broken. That people would leave in freedom because people are crying out, show me another way. The Romans 1 is the world right now given over to their crazy way of thinking and the church needs to step up, not compromise on what the truth is, but say, hey, there's no condemnation for you, but I want to pull you out of that lifestyle and into a lifestyle of freedom. Amen? Get ready because it's coming. Get ready. It's coming. And free people, free people. Free people because people look at people and go, man, you look free. I need to rub shoulders with you. Who were the people that were offended at Jesus who looked radically free? That's like the Christians that are offended at Todd White. It was the religious leaders of the day. The ones that knew they needed a saviour were like, don't pass me by. Come and touch me. Come and grab me. So here's what I want, you, I want you guys to do. If you just need, because that's the body. There are times where we are so wounded and we are so, you know, we're in, we're in such a bad state in our life. It's been plaguing us for so long that you just need someone to come and stand with you. That's the Hebrews 3.13. Where you're like, I'm in, the, I'm in the trenches and I just need someone I'm, to pull me up and pull me out. If that's you and you want to come and get prayer from these guys, they would love to lay hands on you and bless you and encourage you, give you some encouragement. They're ready. Their hands are locked and loaded and ready to go. If you just want to encounter the Lord and you're like, I don't want anyone to pray for me, but I just need to do business with God. I'm going to pray, but then you're welcome to just sit in that space. Otherwise, we'll close the service. And uh, I'm just going to pray right now that the spirit of freedom would come into your life. That you will have the eyes of your heart enlightened. That the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him would become a reality in your world again. God, I ask right now that there would be repentant hearts in this room. That we would always remain soft to your presence, God. We would always remain soft to your correction. That you would correct us and, 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 and cut us because you love us. Because you correct and discipline those that you love. So I give you full permission to cut me right now. Lord, would you transform our minds to prove the will of God in this, in this place today? Would there be a quickening right now in the spirit where people have maybe worried, 
where people are stressed about finances, where there's been hidden sin, that the, the, that the Lord is saying, hey, child, that's not who you are. That there wouldn't be condemnation, but there'd be conviction. And that we would run to the Father. And the Father would show us who we are. That your perfect love right now, God, would cast out all fear. God, and I also pray that you would give us a supernatural ability to love the broken. To love the hurting. To not judge them. To not condemn them. But to say, hey, let me come alongside you. Let me love you first. And let me show you what freedom looks like. I ask for that, Jesus, in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Some hey, if you want prayer, come up for prayer. Um, otherwise, if